0: We an la ilaha illallah God except Allah, one of His who is God. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Alhamdulillahi Waliyal Kareem, wa sallallahu ala ala aliyah, ajma'een, wal-masih, wal-masih, wal-mujadda, laman mursaleen. I'm a band. Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part, and that all gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu Wa the Sustainer of all the boundless universes All gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu Wa the generous, eternal Friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the Anointed One, and on the Mahdi, the Guide, and on the Mujaddid, the Reformer which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi
1: wa barakatuh. The Man of the Hour airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio.
2: Now, The True Life, featuring al-Sayyid imamah Isa al-Hadi al mahdi
3: Concerning the ancient Egyptians in terms, of the, uh, in terms of their religious wisdom, I was wondering how they came up with ideas such as the soul of a man being the life force, uh, one supreme eternal life energy being.
4: Because the word Egypt today was not the original name. The word was Mizraim, which is the word Muslim in Arabic. Mizraim, as you know, was one of the descendants of Noah from his son. Correct? Yes. And they brought the teachings that Noah had from before the ark over into Egypt. Nothing unusual. That's why the Scots, they say, in ancient Egyptian book of the dead, we find story of creation and story of the flood. Yes. Read the Bible, you find out that Noah's descendants, Mizraim, his son, Mizraim, Cush, and Ham, migrated into Africa from Asia. And Mizraim is Egypt. That's what it's called. Egypt is Mizraim in Hebrew. Okay? -hmm. So it's not unusual for them to have the doctrine. They've always had the doctrine of monotheism there. It was the influence of other cultures that made them sell out the same way they take this with them. Take the Ethiopians now. Right? They're being converted from Coptic Christianity to Pentecostalism. Why? Because they're starving to death and the Pentecostals come in there and feed them. And food converts people when they're hungry. They come in with this food and medicine, and they just convert whole countries and histories with thousands of years of culture into the new Pentecostal church and have them almost worshiping Jimmy wagon. That's what they do, and that's what they did back in Egypt. The invasion of richer cultures, when Egypt was going through its drought period, and it's going to be going through another drought in the next five years, when it was going through its drought period, it caught them with their guard down, different invades of Hittites and other tribes influenced their culture.
3: Okay, my next question is, um, you said that you got the serhuf out of uh, one of the secret chambers at the bottom of the pyramid. Is that correct? No, it was
4: given to me by a man named Mahmud
3: who got it from the pyramid. Yeah, I was incorrect. I'm sorry. You said the serhuf was in the uh, sacred chamber of the pyramid when Noah's flood took place? Yeah. So, my question is is if the Egyptians are the descendants of Noah, how are these pyramids Built prior to The flood, so the pyramids were built by extraterrestrials. Okay. Not by men. Men assisted them. And they have found
4: mummified extraterrestrials. They found them. You know, they did have them. nothing new. The British Museum has a lot of things that they don't even bring here. And the Canadian
3: Museum has one also, by the way. So what was the purpose of the um, extraterrestrials building these pyramids? They were schools. The pyramids were schools of thought. Where they taught.
4: The mass is met there. And those, all those permits are linked around the world. They're magnetic sensors. Each permit creates a magnetic force field to charge ships that pass over, which we all refer to as a flying sources We call them it Right? It's yeah. fly by, they charge. That's what the Bermuda Triangle, is also a school. And it also has a permit of electricity to charge the ships. That's why they always find UFOs hovering over the permit or over the Bermuda Triangle, or over large places where there's a lot of electricity to charge themselves.
3: Did they teach men?
4: Yes, they taught men. They taught Nubians. They taught
3: them.
4: Yeah, they taught them eye operations and brain operations and things. They modern-day science are about, confessing existed in Egypt before they knew anything about it. They said, now, we know that these Egyptians and these people in Africa were doing great surgery and having tools to perform brain operations that we
3: just got into this year. How would they do it? Well, they were taught by extraterrestrials or far more advanced than mortals on earth. Were they taught religious wisdom also? Religion in what respect? Because Islam is more than just a religion, it's a way of life. Yes. In respect of um, the oneness of Allah? That's emphasized. That point is always emphasized. The elders are called the Elohim. So they had that knowledge prior to uh, Noah? Trillions of years before Noah. This planet is a planet of babies compared to extraterrestrials from other galaxies. No, I'm not talking about extraterrestrials. I'm talking about the people that were taught by extraterrestrials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before Noah. So there are actually two sources of the religious wisdom? Oh, all the same. Of course, Noah was visited by extraterrestrials. Okay. All right, I have a question on another subject concerning Canaan. Was Canaan born with a soul? Yes, he was. At what point did the white man lose his soul? Oh. Canaan was not a white man. Canaan was a black
4: man. He was albino. He was albina, we called
3: him.
5: Okay.
4: They got up into the mountains. And they were born as both because the, if you read the book you find out that some of the 200 fallen angels came into Canon's 11 sons, not Canon.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: When his wife and him somehow conceived their sons were possessed of demons. it was at
3: that point that they were sold. Okay thank you. My question is, if, if our purpose is to get back to the state where the Creator wants us, why are some brothers and sisters not being able
6: to see the truth? don't want to see it don't want to hear it
4: because the devil did a real good job
6: so the devil is the one who put the vet
4: yeah the devil has done a good job of of making them want to be what he is and he's a failure every one of his societies always looks rich but always failed Rome Greece and this society here is beginning to fall apart interior is falling apart now watch the news so our people are afraid as men to stand upon our own and build our own nation we're just afraid to We've been living under the white man so long that we feel comfortable under his arm. We're afraid to stand up on our own and go for it, and we can do it.
6: So it's the white man that put the veil on, on the, on the eyes so they won't see or hear. The no,
4: Allah. because Allah, Allah Allah will seal anybody's heart who seeks disbelief. If you want to find a reason not to be a Muslim, Allah will help you not be a Muslim. I see.
6: If
4: you want to look for reasons to say I'm going to find fault in if Allah he'll help you find fault to find fault in the community, he'll help you find fault. If you say, I want to find righteousness in a person, he'll help you find righteousness. If you look at a person and say, I want to find good in that person, he'll help you find good. If you
7: look at that person and
6: say, I want to find wrong, he'll help
4: you find
8: wrong. You, you can do it. Shukran. Uh, I have one question, and it's on a, a verse in a portion
3: of the Quran where uh, Allah commands a people to be as apes. Can you give a, a definition or an explanation of that?
4: This quote is talking to the children of Israel, and it says that because they violated the Sabbath, right, that they shall be as swine and ape. And that's because in ancient Israel, you remember Jesus, he used to cast demons into swine. You follow that? In ancient
5: Israel, the symbol of the ape and the swine was always a symbol of something possessed by demonic things.
4: And he was telling the children of Israel, because they violated, maliciously violated the Sabbath, they will be cast down to the level of swine and ape. And that was a curse that was placed on them, which manifested, that's like we were talking about earlier, in their curse of Ephesus. See, people think the Sabbath started with Moses, and it did. The Sabbath is back in Genesis, when he says, and on the seventh day, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, ceased from creation. He didn't stop and go to sleep like they say. He ceased from creation, and then evolution, or things, evolving into place. And that day, that seventh day, is the 7,000 year of creation. We are only in the 6,000. On the sixth dollars yeah, the devil's rule is up. He got his curse before that. And he is like the swine and he's
3: like the ape. That is him. Um, in regards to that previous question about I'm quote magnum man and all those different types of so called um pre prehistoric. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you explain the different artifacts, you know, people that were found? Like not people, but you know.
4: I don't bother to See, the difference between me and most people is I don't bother to explain them because of the fact that I believe what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. So I'm not looking for a reason to believe what some white boy in 18th century named Darwin said. I'm not interested in what he said because I already believe in the Quran. Now, I've written a book about it, and I've attacked the subject for those people who have a little bit of faith trying to step in their faith. Personally, I'm not the least concerned with their findings. Because I know the white man made the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, and inside the caves it looked real to me and you. I know he can make all kinds of things. He made some mummy movies. And we can forget while watching it that we're watching the movie. And you personally have never seen any of them, personally. And if you did, you didn't have the knowledge, because he didn't approve of it, for you to be able to analyze them yourself. So all we have is his say-so, right? So the choice is between do we listen to what this white guy in the 18th century says or do we listen to the creator of the heaven and the earth? I prefer to listen to the creator of the heaven and the earth, therefore I don't even put myself in a position to analyze stones and rocks as our descendants because the Quran doesn't go that way. The Quran makes it clear that Allah created us. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And when we start to probe, we're showing doubt in the law. When we start saying, well, maybe it's true, then we have to confess we're not Muslims then. We're still not Muslims yet. Because when we become Muslims, we no longer question or doubt Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in any kind of way. And if he didn't say that, then it don't exist. He says he created man. So that's what it is, you know, That's how I look at him saying? Every man has his own right to look at it his own way. I look at it as Allah says it in the Quran, and that's what it is. Because I don't doubt the Quran. And the moment I start to question it, then I'm no longer
3: Muslim. Because the Quran says don't doubt it. As-salamu alaykum. I understand from reading some of Imam Easton's pamphlets that the Gospel of Barnabas was excluded from the Bible because it had too many truths in it, correct? And uh, the other day I bought this book from um, one of the brothers, this Gospel of Barnabas. And I read in here that um, before the day of judgment, it's going to be 15 days where there's a sign for each day. And afterwards, like, after he explained that, what was going to happen, he said on the 15th day that the 15th day the holy angel shall die, and the long alone shall remain alive, to whom be honor and glory. Is that true?
4: In the book of Revelation, when they say we're going to wipe away the heavens, and wipe away the earth, and bring in a new heaven and a new earth, correct? Mm-hmm. It also says, every man must taste death, and then he will return to us. You see that? Mm-hmm. Every angel and every man's light will go out. That the only light that shines on Yomit Akhari is the light of Allah. And then those who will be rekindled with light will be by the leave of Allah. So the answer when they say the holy angels will die is to say that the light of the angels will go out just like the light of the souls of every man will go out on the last day. And the only light that will shine will be the light of Allah. And then he will select those people that will come back to eternal life. Ah, so That's why they say wipe away the heavens and the earth. When they say wipe away the heavens, they say, like it says in Genesis, and, and the host of them. When it says, and now the creation was finished, it's all a host of them. Uh-huh. Well, that angelic beings, when their creation was complete, and then the creation of man. Okay? So when the law says he's going to wipe away the heavens and the earth, all the angels and all men must bow. Everything must bow on the last day. Hmm.
3: I have another question, I. Um... And also, in the same book, I came across a couple of things that were confusing to me because I don't know.
4: First thing i make it clear to you is that that is not a copy of the real book of Bananas. Okay. That is a poor translation, but a lot of it is they do have some facts in it. That which I can answer, I will, but we are taking it from the edges out of it and putting it in English slowly but surely. But there's so many books for one person to write, <laughs> you can see, it takes a lot of time. I have a lot of people working with me, but I still have to proofread and research every individual thing. So I may put preference on a subject. I started doing the books of bananas I'm like four volumes out, then other things questions stirred my attention somewhere else because I tried to write books according to what y'all need to know. Okay. So is it okay if I ask these other? By all means. But if it's something that
3: is not, you know, not, not translated properly, I'll just say it's not translated properly. Okay. Um, also in this book it says, if you do mind me reading a little bit of it. Uh, Jesus, peace and best of Allah be upon, was telling his disciples that the faithful, it says right here, but the faithful shall have comfort because the torment shall have an end. And the disciples were afraid of hearing this and said, so then the faithful must go into hell. Then he went on to explain where that they would be in hell for a little while and that the message of Allah, which is Muhammad, peace and best of Allah be upon, he's going to ask Allah this. He's going to say, Then shall his messenger speak to Allah and say, Lord, my creator, remember the promise made to me, thy servant, concerning them that have received my faith, that they shall not abide forevermore in hell. And Allah shall answer, ask what thou wilt, my friend, for I will give thee all that thou askest. Now, Muhammad will say, then shall the message of Allah say, O Lord, be of the faithful who have been in hell 72,000 years, where, O Lord, is thy mercy. I pray thee, Lord, to freedom from those bitter punishments. Is that true also? See, here's what I understand. When you read Genesis again of the Torah, you find out that you have sun, moon,
4: and stars as signs of seasons and times, correct? That is in the earth plane. That has to deal with earth. When you step outside of the earth realm, then you're not governed by the same time lord. You understand? Uh,
5: uh, you
4: say, if a person says, I live 76 trillion years, the joke is, you don't know whether they mean 76 trillion years of your time. That's the first thing you say is, 76 trillion years by my time, uh, okay. 76 trillion years in an extraterrestrial world could be 30 years in your time. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Because as you break the speed of light, time goes backwards. When you get outside of the Earth's atmosphere, the time system is totally different. The further you get away from your sun, where you go into other galaxies, like the galaxy I come from, where we have more than one sun, then our time system changes. You all have one hour per day, and we have three hours. Three simultaneously clocks going at the same time. Three sets of seasons going at the same time, depending on what galaxy you come from. You all always tend to base everything on yourself.
3: Mm. Oh, all right. Thank you. Um, I have another question, if I could ask, right? Like, I remember in one of your books you were saying when, uh, in the scrolls, when Allah commanded the angels to come down and from the clay make man. Now, I I remember reading that the clay, well, the dirt rather, the earth, like, asked the angels to desist from this purpose. Now, what I want to know is that being that we're made from that dirt, are we... It's like incense or some kind of way crying out like he did in the beginning. Very interesting point. You know why? Because
4: I've been trying to tell people for years that nature is your worst enemy. Your body tries to get sick. You understand that? Your body tries. You will, your body will pull you down the stairs if you're not careful. It will, your intellect will force you to step on the gas. Your soul yearns to be released from the prison of the bacteria of the body, or the clay. And the clay is living cells of nature. That's what they speak about when they say that it, that it spoke towards the law. Every cell in your body is alive.
5: Mm.
4: Nature is alive. Grass is alive. Soil is alive. All these things live. And these things are bacteria that are plaguing your soul. What do you think you feed? you think you feed your spirit? You feed your body and you will eat bad food knowing that it is bad for your stomach. You will drink sodas knowing that it is bad for your system. You will smoke, just, smoke marijuana, take in drugs knowing that it can kill you. You will do these things because nature is man's worst enemy. Nature is not man's friend. Nature is constantly trying to return man to the earth. Get it, man. Mm. And that's where a man makes a great mistake in taking his natures on his side. This is what makes you get up in a high place, and that flash goes to your mind. I wonder how it would be the jump. But if I tried to push you off, I couldn't do it. But the flash does come to your mind. You look around. You're driving your car. There's something that makes you say, ah, a little bit faster. You get there a little quicker. And Mm, you start increasing in speed. You forget that you're driving a two-ton piece of steel and glass. And what would happen if you get into an accident? This is nature trying to end your life. So how do we, how do we
3: fight against
4: this? The deal? thing is, it is not a part of you. Oh. If you want to see the real part of you tomorrow morning, when you're washing your face in a mirror, stop and stare for a little while, and you'll begin to get this feeling that the real you is looking from the inside out at the body. Talk to yourself, and you'll make that distinct separation between you and the fake you. The real you is the soul, the fake you is the flesh. Stand in front of that mirror and look at your eyes, look at your nose, look at your mouth, look at your ears, look at your skin, look at the growth of your beard if you be a male. And stare, and stare, and eventually the question will come to you. Which one is the real me? The one looking out or the one the one looking out is looking at? When you make that distinction between that soul and that body, then realize that if you did a scale, you do more for your body than you do for your soul. You're feeding your body, dressing your body, plucking your eyebrows, combing your hair, parting your mustache, you stand in the brushing your teeth, grinning and checking it, looking at little pieces of cabbage between your teeth. Everything <laughs> is the body. What do you do for the soul? Someone comes along and says, pray five times a day. Wow, that's a whole lot of prayer. They're <laughs> yeah, eat seven, eight times a day. I mean, I watched the person try to, you know, the new bags of potato chips are made so you can't open them. You have to put it in your mouth and rip it with your teeth. You no longer can do it with your hand. You know that, right? Years ago, you take a bag of potato chips, you rip it, you open it up. Now they got this made out of this new kind of plastic that you can't even open. Correct? So you got to really fight to get to this bag of potato chips. It got to, it really stir the animal in you. Mm. All of it for the pleasures of yourself. But how much do you give to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala? When a person says, can you pray five times a day for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala? I would. I go my way, I go to school. In school, you make time for lunch. At work, you make time for lunch. But when it comes down to the worship of Allah, all of a sudden, you don't have the time. Can I eat finish? People pray over their food even. Oh God, thank you for the food, and then take it and adulterate it with hot sauce
3: and ketchup and peppers and all kind of
5: stuff.
4: First <laughs> they thank him for the way it is, and then they add all the poison to it. That's nature
7: trying to destroy you.
3: Believe me. So I want to know, like, like do people actually uh, like talk to the devil inside their chest? Do people actually do that? No, do the we...
4: devil talks to them through inspiration in their chest. The devil is the one that makes you put that smile on your face because he convinces you that that will protect you from people. And we actually answer him back? And oh, stuff you well, you answer the devil in your actions by carrying out his desires. So, in You story... know, let me tell you a story about men. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how the devil works. It's good times to do it because summer's coming. There's three men standing on a the corner and they're talking. They're holding a conversation. All right? They're supposed to be righteous men. They stand here talking about the Quran or anything. And down the block, there's coming a girl. She has on tight pen.
5: <laughs>
4: These three men watch their nature, how they change. Now, all of them see her coming from the right. One guy to his position so he's facing her coming. And his conversation continues so he can look directly at her without pretending he's looking at her. You understand? That's one guy. The other guy foresees it, alters the conversation about women, so they all will look. The other guy waits for her to pass and says, just look at that silk so he can turn around and look. <laughs> you see, the devil, on the other hand, used all three of those men three different ways. They all answered the devil's call. One of them was direct, he just turned and looked at her, and then made like he wasn't looking. The other guy got everybody to look. The other guy made it look like it was such a disgusting thing to look at that he had to point it out so that everybody would see it. That's how the devil works. The devil just puts up signs and we read them. You follow? That's his job. The devil is not going to make you do anything. He'll put up the sign and you'll read it and follow That's why he's a master of commercials and advertisements. That's his thing.
3: So in like manner, do like the the seraphim or the good angels, people as yourself. And was, can they speak to us too, and we relate back to them? They sometimes? do, and they're the ones
4: that makes you see a white woman in distress. And you step above your narrow mindedness as a black ex slave and stand for to help her anyway.
2: Because it's right to help
4: her.
5: Mm.
4: Not because she's white not because she's black, but because it's right to help somebody in distress as a Muslim, not because they're Christian, not because they're Jew, but because as Muslims we are Abdullah. We are servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have an obligation to all of his creatures. That's when angels are speaking to you. But when you say I'm a black Muslim, that's a white woman, and I don't care if she suffers, then you're acting like the devil. You understand? Mm-hmm. And many people be, who are righteous become the devil because they think they're so righteous until they start doing more than the work for the devil than Allah. I'm so right and everybody's so wrong, I don't realize how wrong I really am. Many people deceive themselves into evil. So does that mean that we have... The, we help anybody that's in distress as Muslims. Uh, so do we help Satan because we're part of, like, keep the good angels from speaking to us every day? Do we actually help him fight them all for something, or how come they don't speak to us more? Because you don't open yourself to them more. Because you don't call on the seraphim until you're laying in a hospital bed okay. or until you're in a prison cell. Or until things are going wrong in your love affair, or someone in your family dies, et cetera, et cetera, and then you turn and raise your hands to heaven and say, "Why me?" You don't ever hunger when you have a full stomach. But man, when it comes to worshiping
3: Allah and adoration, should always be hungry. So if I hungered more at this present moment, I could actually feel those kind of things. The more you open yourself up to
4: them, the more they'll come to you. Okay. Angelic beings, extraterrestrials, waiting to make contact to guide you. They just All they actually do is stay on of Allah. Stay on the path of Allah. Stay on the path of righteousness. That we don't want to do. We want to shuffle and guide and step on and off the path at random. We want to pick them up when we need them and drop them when we don't. It doesn't work like that. It says, he who the Spirit descends upon and resides with him forever. You know him by that. You see that? Mm-hmm. When the Spirit descends, they want to stay with you. Not like Christianity, where people get the Holy Spirit while they're in church and they go home and curse everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's Islam. It's Islam, it descends upon a man. It is supposed to reside with him eternally. He's supposed to stay in righteousness. got to learn to live Islam. And we have an example. In Rasulullah Muhammad, we so have his sunnah to follow. The way he did things, the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he practiced. Because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says he was the best example for us. He told us to dress a certain way. He told us to eat a certain way. He tells us to pray a certain amount of time in a certain way. If we want that guidance, we have to do that. The same thing is, if you want to become a doctor, you got to pass certain You've got to study and pass certain things in school, right? If you don't do it, you won't become a doctor. You can walk around and cry yourself a doctor. And there's a lot of people walking around calling themselves Muslims. If you're not wearing a veil, you're not a Muslim. If You're not wearing the sunnah of Rasulullah, you don't have a beard, and you're not doing, if you're not doing the things that Muhammad did. I don't care who you are, what country you say you're from, you're not Muslim. You have to You have to do what al-Islam calls for, to be Muslim. If you don't, you're not Muslim. Look how you feel.
3: I was uh, reading a book and it was uh, referring to light, and it said that light is invisible. But how, what we actually see is in terms of solid, liquids and gases. And uh, I was just uh, trying to, you know, I was wondering if you could explain uh, something of that nature because it was saying I wanted to taste that. Once you could see into the uh, etheric realm of existence. That there's demons that's all around us but we don't have uh we haven't you know, they have to incarnate for us because we're not able to incarnate them. And uh I was just wondering if this is why because just a minute, because you're overweighing yourself for no apparent reason
8: whatsoever.
3: <laughs> just turn the
4: Holy Quran to the second chapter. The two hundred and fifty fifth verse, which is called Ayatokorsi. And in it it tells you that you can't see life. Allah La ilaha huwa al
5: hayuk.
4: Allah, nothing will exist exist if it wasn't for him. The living power. The living strength. You understand? So the word exist means what? To be. That's right. Allah La ilaha هو for you so life can be seen because life exists and he separated this form of life from himself so we are not talking about the type of life of Allah we're talking about the life that Allah brought into existence and if he brought it into existence it is receivable okay
2: I would like to address this question to uh, Ali Naimisa. Now I would like to know why is it
3: essential that one must move into the law community in order before the year 2000?
4: Unfortunately, because the scripture says we have to, <laughs> because living together with people who have not been groomed to live together is a very difficult task. But in our scriptures, in the books of Revelation. Chapter 11. It says, and they were given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the hekar, which is the word temple, of Allah, which is what they have of course, God, and the altar. And what's the next one?
3: And them that worship therein.
4: What's the last two words? There, therein. You see that? Not outside. People say, well, the temple is in my heart. Yeah, but your heart is inside you, so that can't be saying that. As long as I'm Muslim in my heart, that's what counts. It doesn't say that. It says have yourself counted with those who are inside the temple. And what does it say about the court? The word court here in the language is God. God means abode or place of dwelling or the this is of God you're in. And what does it say next? But the court, which is? Without the temple, those people who are outside of the temple. What
3: about them? Leave out. And measure it not. Why? For it is given unto the Gentiles. And what does Jesus call the Gentiles?
4: Snakes, vipers. Mm-hmm. Right. He told his disciples, don't teach the Gentiles, don't number them with the righteous. That's why, right. not because we like living together, that's for sure, because we have our hard times, but because the Scripture tells us we have to. Well, one of my questions
8: is, why is black associated with the devil?
4: Because the white man, as you know, spent a lot of time doing stuff like this. What's a devil dog? A brown piece of cake. What's devil food cake? Chocolate cake. What's angel cake? White cake. Why, what, what color suits do the bad guys wear? Black. What color suits do the good guys wear? White. What color suits do doctors wear? White. What color suits should they wear when they get dirty? Black. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they spent a whole lot of time... Making black look bad, and that's all part of brainwashing of this Western world And the first and most important thing is what's this? Ready? Let's take a Chinaman, correct? The Chinese worship Buddha, right? What nationality is Buddha? The statue of the Buddha is what? Chinese, right? So the Chinese are worshipping a Chinaman. How about the Indian? Krishna. What's Krishna what? An Indian, right? The Indians are worshipping Indians, the Red Indians worship Indians, Eskimos worship worshipping the Eskimos. We're the only ones who worship a white person. Anybody else in the world worships somebody their own color. You understand that? That was a form of brainwashing. And if now, if Jesus is God and God is white, what are you in their doctrine as a people? See, if Jesus was white and he's God, then, and we're black, what must we be? We must be the devil. This is subliminal brainwashing to suppress us as a people so we can't see our way to heaven. We can't even construct a mental tower of Babel to get back to the Father, because we're God. We're the lowest of the low. We're nothing. We lived in Africa, and we walk around naked, and we ate people, and one white guy named Tarzan came over to beat all the animals and beat all the Africans in one fight. This is subliminal brainwashing. It must be uprooted. The white man perpetrated that phoniness about black (laughs) being ugly and evil.
8: The uh, question about, I guess, about maybe about two and a half months ago, uh, someone asked the question about shaving. Uh, I know I, I shave because of this job I'm on, and I probably wouldn't have a job if I didn't shave. Then
4: uh, it's wise to shave if you need your job to survive. Allah does not have compulsory indeed. If you, if that's going to deprive you from supporting your family, you follow? Yes. Then shave. Allah knows that.
8: Okay, uh, but the question is, uh, why? uh, isn't a uh, Muslim supposed to shave and if, uh, from, from the answer that last time, uh, it said a razor is not to be placed upon your head or your face, then, uh, That wasn't from us. I don't know who gave you
4: that answer. That ain't one of mine. I mean, cause you shave. I use a razor when I shave and trim oh. my bed. I don't know where they got that from. Oh, okay, I, <laughs> that I Yeah, I don't know how they do that. I trim my bed. I keep my bed because the scripture says, do not moor the corners of your head. Right. It tells you to keep a trim from a bed.
5: Right.
4: But it was in my cheek, side of my cheek, I do shave after
8: here hear there. Right. I used to be a student of Dr. Ben. and I'm sure you're familiar with him.
4: Yes, and uh, he'll be working in Cairo and it's going to surprise a lot of people to find out that he's becoming a Muslim. They're going to be quite surprised
8: that he's converting to Islam. He's going to be working at the
4: university in Cairo. right? You're
8: talking about Dr. Ben
7: Junkerman. Oh, yeah. Oh,
8: yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Dr. Ben Johanna. Yes. Yeah. He's getting ready to become a Muslim. That's a great thing. Okay. Well, in times gone by, in one of his lectures, he did say that Islam and Christianity was brought on to us by the sword and the gun. And I would like to have a better understanding of that.
4: Sure. If you ever read the fundamental histories of al-Islam, you'll find out that before Muhammad left in the year 622 to go over to Medina to set up the community, he was the one being beat up. If they didn't spread Islam by a course, they were being beat by the Meccans and all the tribes within Arabia just because they were trying to teach the word of Allah. They wasn't fighting until after they got to the city of Medina and became a strong community. And then they wanted to come back to their own homes in Mecca. And that's when they started engaging in fights and battles with their own tribal members who were trying to suppress the propagation. Muslims didn't set out to war. see, here's a perfect example. The Crusade, where was it fought? Was it fought in Europe or was it fought in Jerusalem? It was fought in Jerusalem, right? So the Muslims were home, and these people came all the way from Europe over there to fight with them. Yet they say the Muslims spread their religion by the sword. Yet the Christians left Europe with swords and came to Jerusalem to fight Salahuddin. The Prophet Muhammad was in Mecca. Trying to teach the religion of Abraham, the people started beating on them, they stoned them, they put bricks on top of the land, they persecuted them, they were put out of their houses, left their families and moved to another city where they were welcome, lived there, then built a strong popular of people and came back and took over Mecca. And then they said they spread it by their sword. They never thought about how they were getting beat up in the beginning, like me and you, right? I, I, you beat me up every day day. I'm little. I leave and go and train myself and come back big and I hit you back Oh, he's violent. They forget that you were beating me up all the time. You caused me to go for the army You see, and that's how they interpret Islam as being spread by the sword Nobody is more violent than American Christians, but people don't understand when America goes to a country like Vietnam They're going in the name of Jesus Christ, because they're trying to spread Jimmy swagger over at the same time They're trying to take the country Christianity is the most violent religion in the world. Anybody on the news that you see, even Rolling and all of them people, are all Christians. Reverend Sharpton, all Christians. The guys trying to persecute them for all Christians. Christianity is a religion that spreads itself by the sword. Uh, something, uh, if you look around in here,
8: uh, um, like in some Christian churches, if uh, you listen to a preacher on the radio, he always says, uh, Bring all the sick, bring all the, uh, the, uh, the old people, the people in wheelchairs and um, you know, walking with canes and, and crutches and all that. And uh, I know we have brothers and sisters out there who are in crutches, uh, wheelchairs and all that. And I don't see any of the brothers uh, that are out there uh, spreading the word uh, of Islam. Approaching these people, uh, I don't see any facilities in here for these people. What if these, should, these people should have a desire to join into the temple or become Islamic? Uh, what
4: we are the provisions for them?
3: We have people who come in here. We have several
4: families who brought children here who were considered crippled and couldn't walk. And after being here for a couple of months, we walking and playing. We don't put up that we're no healers because that's not, what, that's not what the mission is. The mission is to teach the word of the Most High not to heal people. However, if people need healing, they can be healed. But that's not I don't stand up as a faith dealer putting on hands, jumping around and all that kind of stuff. That's a big old act to get people's money. And I'm saying I'm not into that. I'm into teaching people the truth about Allah, the, the oneness of Allah. That's it. And if they got faith, their faith will make them whole. And a man he's he gonna do this. He just said, watch out for people coming like that. And they go, they're gonna do so many signs and wonders that if it was possible they'd even fool the elite you got to be careful of them because it just doesn't work like that, okay? Um, and there is facilities there for people who
2: need it. My question is about the pictures that I see around and the pictures I see in your books, right? What is the significance of including the pictures with the word? That's a very good
4: question. The pictures you see on the wall is really important because if we don't do this, he's going to write them off as white. The way he does all other black men, he, he distorts the pictures and gradually alters the way they look, Next, you know they're real, everybody's real life skin, the same way they did the Cleopatra movie and the Moses movie, and people now think Charleston Heston is Moses. And they think that Elizabeth Taylor is really what clear to looked like. And so what I did is and you happen to be a child that was smart enough to pull the pictures out. Ninety nine percent of them are so afraid to touch the Bible, even in that state, that they'd never do that. And they start looking at those pictures as they read the Bible and really think that Jesus lived in the village and had a beard and looked like a hippie. They start getting that white Anglo-Saxon, hippie image in their mind of what God looks like. And being they tell them that Jesus is God, you know what that means? They think they are, when they look at America and see a black face, they think that they see themselves as the opposite of white. If they teach you that white is opposite of black, then God is white, then what must black be the devil? So what I've done is said, like me or not, I'm going to start putting images of black people in the books regardless of what anybody says so that the children that read it start to see Moses and Jesus and Abraham and Yusuf and all the people of the scriptures in their real shade and color. The men on the wall are put there so people can remember these great men of our history. Because a white man would love for us to just knock Marcus Garvey and Noble Drew Arlene and Honorable Elijah. He'd like to lock them out of our history. But he makes sure me and you remember his history. Because if you reached in your pocket and took out a dollar bill, you'd be looking at a part of his history. he made sure we had our face on George and, and Abraham and Jefferson all day. He makes sure of it. So I'm going to be fooling myself to say it's not important to me. I'm saying when I think of a physical impression in the mind is important. What a person thinks things are oftentimes has a, a, a way of affecting the way they react to things. I mean, mm-hmm. people because see a white guy with the bed and they start
1: little black kids say hey, oh, Jesus, mommy. Oh, shit. My bad. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck.
4: Oh. and Jesus and Abraham and Yusuf and all the people of the scriptures in their real shade and color. And the men on the wall are put there so people can remember these great men of our history. Because a white man would love for us to just knock Marcus Garvey and Noble Drew Arlene and Honorable Elijah, he likes like to lock them out of our history, but he makes sure me and you remember his history, because if you reached in your pocket and took out a dollar bill, you'd be looking at a part of his history. He made sure we, put our face on George and and Abraham and Jefferson all day. He makes sure of it. So I'm not gonna be fooling enough myself to say it's not important to me. I'm saying when I think a physical impression in the mind is important. What a person thinks things are oftentimes has a, a, a way of affecting the way they react to things. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, people because, see a white guy with a been, and they start little black kids say, hey, Oh, Jesus, mommy
2: walking to the village and the mother has to say, No, 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 that's a hippie and that shouldn't be like that. You know, it's interesting. It doesn't mean anything, but I agree with you in the sense that there was a certain um, hypnotic um, brainwashing that we've all been under as a result of, of his nonsense, all right? It's got to be sort of cleared, removed, yep. right? So when, by whatever means it has to be removed, I'm, I'm all for that, all right? Okay. Um, the other thing is this. I, I have absolutely no complaints about Ansharela, all right? From the first time I walked onto this block, all I felt was love from all your people, when I come into the place, I only feel at home, all right? There's no other place that I've been between New York, Jersey, Connecticut, upstate New York, North Carolina, Florida, Texas, that I felt that way in, all right? Thank you. That's a compliment. Now, the other thing is that I I want to come in, all right? I don't work for a – my my, I do my own thing. It's more of like less freelancer, All right. There's a number of things that I do to take care of my responsibility. Uh, but I don't refer to it that way. I feel that he does certain things through me so that the things that I need are always there.
7: As-salamu uh, I have two questions. The first is concerning how we'll be judged on Judgment Day. Uh, my question is, what difference would there be between say a grandmother that died 40 years ago versus someone who is on the street, has seen some brothers with the books but never stopped, and also between a person who might come here to class or even live in the community, how, what difference would there be in their judgment? A grandmother who was here 40 years ago before the truth hit the
4: shores, right? will be judged by her own what do you call it, her intentions in life, not by her scriptural law. Ninety nine percent go to paradise automatically. Because they're going to be judged by how they believed as Christians, not how they not how they believe now that the truth has come. You follow that? Yes. In that which they did, you can tell. A person is a good, good Christian, because they didn't know Islam, then you know that if they had been Muslim, they would have been good, good Muslim. So they're judged by their heart. That's right. Now, a person who walks the street, sees righteousness, knows it's right, and doesn't accept it, is called in the Qur'an a kafiruna, one who conceals what they know to be true. The translators maliciously translate that as disbeliever. There's no such thing as a disbeliever in the Qur'an. It's kafiruna, from the word kafir, to cover or conceal something. This person in the scripture is classified as like the devil. And the scriptures in Revelation says we'll be cast into a lake of fire along with the devil, there to abide forever. So those people who see the truth and stall or maliciously turn away, they will be classified as devils, and their abode will be what you are calling hell. Hell is just in the script a way of describing torment, and the torment one will receive is what they think they should get, because you are your judge. And as gross as you think hell is for what you've done, that's exactly what it'll be. Hell is like your nightmare, your worst nightmare. You create the nightmare. You talk to yourself while in a nightmare. So when you go right from wrong and do wrong, whatever you think hell will be, it'll be that and all the
7: sides. I'm sorry. I was just wondering if someone just sees, say, a brother on the street and they see him dressed in the white, but they don't know what it's all about they're totally ignorant to anything that has anything to do with islam and they pass by would they be considered a captive because they no, don't take the time they could
4: be they'd be judged by what they've done only once you know the truth once you've opened the books and read. It. that's why that's why the first thing said to Rasulullah muhammad was Iqra. Read. read read first thing jesus told in the books of Revelation is sent this book and signified by his angel and those who read this book it says in the book of Revelation, see that? And understand this book. So the thing is you must read to understand. I see. So those people who do not understand will not be judged as sinners. They'll be judged by their morals, by their
7: own intentions in life. Okay, so if I'm on the street or if there's someone that I know personally that I'd like to try to uh, let them know a few things, maybe suggest to them to read and they just don't want to get into it, what would happen at that point? I mean, is it just over at that point? They're just judged for whatever they know? you are, see what happened is, Allah subhanahu wa
4: ta'ala, out of all the people in the world, made it possible for you to be in the presence of that person. you understand? Yes. So that person is being warned, and they're going to be judged then. You are the warner. See, that's why it says in the Quran, Muhammad is a, a witness over you, and you are a witness over each other. Each one of us, once we know the truth, become a witness, a testifier like Jesus. John said, I testify of Jesus Christ. That's what he was talking about. So anybody you try to talk to, Allah sent you to them. And if they turn their back on you, they are classified capital. If they don't listen. But remember, you have to be in full sunnah. I mean, full example of what righteousness is also. You can't walk up to them in a pantsuit and expect to convert them to a dress. <laughs> You can't walk up there with a cigarette in your mouth. You know, like parents tell children, they tell children, don't go in the bathroom and smoke. Smoking is bad for you. Uh, honey, go over there and get my cigarettes off the table. <laughs> you can't do that. You see what I'm saying? So your example has to be right. And when you approach them with the right example, when you're right, then they turn away. Then they'll be just. But if you approach them and you're not right fully and they turn away, you're the sinner. Because you brought to them a non perfected way. I see.
2: Shaqan.
3: Pleasure. Please. Uh I got a household situation here. I'm living with a Christian woman, but I believe in the Holy Quran. And our kids, we have four kids. And she teaching them the Christianity uh lessons too. Uh, being that that I'm a holy Quran believer and she a Christian believer, what will happen in the future with our relation? The reality of that is,
4: when you say I'm a holy Qur'an believer, that doesn't say that you're a Muslim. It just says I'm a holy Qur'an believer. And what Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us to do is to convert people mainly by our example. Do you follow that? Yeah. The example that you have in that house as a good person, the tenets that you were introduce in that house, the laws on cleanliness, or not not drinking or smoking cigarettes, or your know, good Nature will be more influential. There is no difference between a Christian and a Muslim, really. There is no difference. The Christian is merely saying that God came down to earth as a man, and they call him Jesus. All right? Muslims are saying, no, he did not. He's always been in heaven. Now, when you eliminate those two arguments, okay? You come back to what do Christians believe they believe that real Christians now if you're good and good for people you'll go to a place called heaven correct right. that good Christians you shouldn't get drunk you shouldn't kill you should steal so any of the Christian morals that he is putting into the child is not going to hurt the child your father and the belief of Jesus being Allah in flesh as the child gets old enough or the children, old enough to understand what they're reading in English, they'll see right through it in the Bible themselves. It don't take much. That's why that room is full of people, because you people in that room will begin to see that someone told you all a lie, <laughs> you see, and you start to look at the Bible in a different way and look at the meaning. Don't be all messed up about it and wrecking yourself emotional about it. Be gentle about it. And you study the Bible, study the Quran, study all the scriptures, respect her for what she believes.
1: Your following faith and in time truth will prevail and false things perish. Right. Thanks. That's what'll happen. Hey. I hope y'all enjoyed that, man. I got some more. Y'all wanna hear some more? Say yes. Say no. Y'all wanna hear some more? Okay. Yeah, you know, I know I'm I'm actually, you know, striving to like Hold on, let me make sure the sound is right first Because you know I'm doing it from a whole other type of receiver You okay. are now listening to the true it's a I and think Monsa this is loud, and loud enough Okay and a live session and a Let me know if it's too loud on the line um, yeah. All right, hold on This shit good, shawty This is the, be- this is the good one now This, even though, the, oh shit it was, it, was, it was But this is this is dealing with psychic self-defense and a lot of stuff like that. And if you y'all are gonna have an issue hearing this first question, and if I'm not mistaken, this woman's first question is, um, they are saying that um, you worship Satan or you on that Satan shit. And um, hold on, hold on. Let me let me play it first real quick so I can know. And then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell y'all the question to first to that she asked him. I mean one second. Said, I was told that you are serving Satan She said I was told that you're serving Satan. She said, I was told that you're serving Satan and how can you hate the white people and love black? All right? So that's her question, but I'm rewinding back. So here we go.
6: We are now listening to the true life of the al-Imamisa al-Hadi al in a live question and answer session. I
4: was told that we um, are serving Satan, so how of you ate the white people and uh, love black when the God said that he came to save the world. Where does it say in the Bible that God came to save the world? I don't see it. It's not in the Bible. It says right in there that Jesus came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel only. Tells you right to John. Tells you in Hebrews. Over oh, me, it. it says it. Came to the lost sheep. In Matthew 15, verse 10, where he asked me he's be confronted with a Canaanite woman who he refuses to heal. Mind you, Jesus refuses to heal this Canaanite woman. This is what you all saying, God, yet he won't, he won't heal somebody. Why didn't Jesus heal this woman in Matthew 15? Read Matthew 15, everyone. With verse 21. It says, Then Jesus went thence
3: and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying,
4: Send her away, for she cried after us. But he answered now make note that this is what Jesus said. But is, of course, in your Bible, it should be in your red print, I think. You didn't read your Bible? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is what Jesus says concerning this woman. And at least he concerning himself. Go ahead. I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why do people keep saying Jesus has sent everybody in the world, whereas the Bible right here says he wasn't? Why do they keep lying on Jesus? He never said these things. Christians made these things up. He said he was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel people think he's, not, he's not interested in the Yugoslavians, and he's not interested in the people of Ireland, he's not interested in people in London, he's not interested in people in France, he's not interested in people in Spain, he's not interested in other people but the laws, she Notice he says laws yeah. here. Because he was there standing on most people who were calling themselves Jews. He was right there with people calling themselves Jews. But so what did he say? He where the disciples are standing there, correct? And these disciples also claimed to be of the house of Israel, most of them, correct? But notice what he says about that. What are they? Are they found? Did he say, I was not sent for the lost, but now found? <laughs> He's talking to them and still saying they're not there. Read really? it again.
3: But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep
4: of the house of Israel. What? He's not sent? They're still lost? He's talking to us? He knew that he was sent to a people that had not yet come. That's why he said in Matthew John that it's better for him to go. But he had many things to say to them, but they could not bear them yet. So they could easily say, they could say we worship the devil if they wish. We worship what Jesus worshipped, Allah or Eli, the same word. We worship what Jesus worshipped. If they want to say that, they worship Jesus. We don't worship Jesus. We worship what Jesus worshipped, <laughs> which is the Father of the heaven and the earth, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That's what Jesus said. Not our Father who was in heaven and has now come down to earth as his son. That's not what Jesus said in Matthew. We what Matthew said in the Lord Prayer concerning the Father. Our Father who art where? Heaven. Now this is Jesus telling people to pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed or holy be thy name. Is Jesus' name holy then? Or is his Father's name holy? His Father's name. This is what he said. You know what the problem is? People are busy listening to preachers and false prophe- and prophecies. So there's a whole lot of women preachers out there too now. And they're making up their own doctrine about the Bible without even an understanding. They're, they're philosophizing and opinionating. They're not using facts. Go directly to the Bible. Read it word for word and see what it says. Jesus right there tells everybody who he was sent to. He was sent to Israel. Was he planning on making a new religion? Says, no. But the people of Israel already had laws they followed. They followed the books of Moses, Moshe. They followed the laws of Israel. They had certain laws they kept. The 50th day of the the son was Pentecost. So what do these people make up a church called the Pentecostal church for? They had to do with the coming in of the new season in Judaism. And then what they were doing with no new
5: church. They
4: baptized with water and with fire. The fire baptism was a sacrifice. The water baptism was total submerged into water. Where did they get this Baptist church from? Luther was a man who went up against. They're churches of England, and they form a church called the Lutheran. Everybody bears witness to Jehovah. But it says, I have to say, God. I can to bear witness to him. Everyone bears witness to Jehovah, which they mistranslated as Jehovah, and go on and talk Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not saying that to <laughs> And Jesus said, right, one, render unto Caesar, where the Jesus, and unto the Lord were the Lord. Jesus was the governor of one place. A Rome, right? So there's no way you can be a Roman Catholic But Jesus separated Rome from the kingdom of God. He said, man, under Jesus, what if Jesus under to the Lord, what is the Lord? So let's just that think of a Roman Catholic. So where did you get that one from? Can I keep going or can y'all see the rest of them? They made these things up, Lutherans, Pentecostals, uh, Baptists, Jehovah, Witnesses. They took incidents out of the law and made whole congregations upon them. You know
6: The question was, the Bible states that there will be a bondage for 400 years, and then these people will come out with great substance. Does that mean the Muslims are blacks as a whole? If you go back to who we are speaking
4: of, you're speaking of either one or two bondages. All right? right? One of the bondages is the children of Jacob, who is Isaac's son. Oh uh, Israel only, right? Yeah. Now, this evening says in Matthew 18 eleven. For the son of man is called to save that which was lost. So, Jesus told these people, I have a lot of things to teach you, but this. You cannot bear them now. If you cannot bear them, then go on. However, how be it? When He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. That is the Quran says. See that? In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful, نستعين المستقيم المستقيم هادي al us <laughs> to That's <laughs> what he said the company is gonna do You see it?
5: Yes.
4: Stop. This Prophet will not speak of himself. The angel gave him the known fact in Islam. The angel gave him, Alaikum, the Prophet came to Rasulullah Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he and said to Muhammad, The Muhammad, he said, Ya Jibra'il, ma'ana Jibril so said, "Tala so elen, yeah, Muhammad he said, 'Jibril, Muhammad said, 'What are you?'" Yeah, Jibril, I am a guardian. He says, "Muhammad, read." He says, "Jibril, I am not a reader." <laughs> Muhammad, read. He says, "Jibril, I am not a reader." <laughs> what is he asking this man? What is this celestial being asking of this man? A very simple statement, right? What is Muhammad saying? Not a leader. What does it he mean he's not a leader? That's not know how to read. That's okay. right. On my own, I cannot do anything. So the angel says to him, "Within now the 96th chapter of the Holy Quran, and it's going to be mathematically stated in a way that's unsoluble. Alayha, <laughs> put be upon Over 19. He says to Gibraltar, Gibraltar says to Rasulullah,
5: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. He came out saying, in the elective
4: name of Allah, He is the yield of the most merciful. Qitra'b ismi rabbika al-lazihi We, by word, using the name of rabbika al-lazihi khalaq. who created, khalaq al-insana min alaq. He created all forgetful creatures, Insane, people, man, men, alaq, from sperm, dressing, frogs, and dividing up. Chitra, warabuka, al-akram. And we like this, Muhammad, by way of Yoko Saina who is karam, who is so generous. Allavi alama Bil tilqalam. He is it, so he is rich. Al-alama taught tilqalam by using a quote for Satan it is who has taught you forgetful preaches what you could not on your own have learned. So the first five verses of the revelation that came to Rasulullah, he put the words in his mouth so that Muhammad would not speak of himself. He made sure that Muhammad just repeated Exactly what was being said. So he had no opinion. And Muhammad at the time said, I can't say nothing that has not come from Allah Ta'ala throughout the Quran. Let's not them translate the word ikra, you'll fight, proclaim. The word ikra, means wisdom. Ikrah How do you know? You know because by the time it gets down to the third verse, it tells you. Alladi alama's alama il qalam. Allahi alama, was by way of a pen. What do you do? When something is written with a pen, you read it. You don't recite it, you recite from your head. You flow away from your heart. You read from something written, but only truly keep saying, no, it means recite. That's the devil leading them away from the true meaning, because they don't want them to know that Muhammad was asked to read the Torah and the Injil before he revealed the Quran. And the whole Qur'an in the second chapter, the fourth chapter, the letter, when we get to Surah the proper, when it tells you about what was sent down to you, Muhammad, and what was sent down from before you, Muhammad, when it says in the fourth verse of the second chapter, مِنْ <laughs> قَبْلِكَ and those who you've been known, they believe, in mad by way of Unzilla. What was sent down in anchor to you, Muhammad? Kabinita, and what was sent down before you, Muhammad? Yet there are Muslims all across this country being trapped and misinterpreted by Muslims from overseas who are trying to confuse them into not accepting all of the pictures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A concentrated effort is being made to concern people so as not to accept Allah. And all of the scriptures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down. I don't know what else to say. They read the pictures, they feel what it says and they still alter their words. They to you, Krishna. So they read this scripture, so they see it says, yet they still choose to alter. This scripture tells you that this is plain and true. So these verses are clear. And it's telling them right there, right there in St. John, chapter 16, all about this man that was come, Muhammad. He would not speak of himself, only that was he hear. I think at this point, because there's a lot of new people there, there's one thing we should try to do every week that we gather, is teach something. And I know i meet a lot of people who would like to say this properly and they say it wrong. Now I want you all to repeat it. You ready? Say, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Salaam. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, salam. Because many people would like to know how to say that, and they say it wrong. Every week in the class, for Stalin, if we take one of these small things, and have the brothers right on the blackboard in transliteration and Arabic, and, and see what it means, it will start us at least in our Arabic. Us is AM. When we use Sunday, we say, us, the, salama, tranquility, bliss, or peace. As-salamu alaykum upon you all. In the Islam, when one Muslim speaks to another, they speak to them in plural, out of respect. They don't speak to them in singular, like when Jesus, al-Masih, went into the upper room and he said, salam leka, he's speaking to an individual. In al-Islam, Rasulullah Muhammad Alayhi sala brought us to speak in clothes to address you and your two spiritual guides, angelic beings that they were heard And say, assalamu salamu alaikum. Say it. Tranquility or peace be upon you. Let it descend upon you. All with men. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Assalamu alaikum. Hey Amen. Then, one more time. As-salamu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum. And the answer is, wa salam. in Arabic means and. And. what alaykum And upon you, as-salamu. Repeat. So your answer to the person is, and may the Holy Spirit descend upon you and be. So look them say to each other, as-salamu alaykum. The answer is, wa-alaykum salam. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam As-salam alaykum. Wa alaykum salam You see that? Ah. A ah is a hard letter and as ah is a soft. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. Everybody turn to somebody and greet them and answer. Come and don't be ashamed. <laughs> How many people messed up? How many people messed up? Let's try it again. But, come on, don't be a shame. Y'all can do it. Asalamu alaikum. So when the brother comes to me, he says to y'all, as salamu alaikum, what are all y'all supposed to say? There's one thing we got right forever, I hope. <laughs> ما بين
1: Thank you for flying WGAG Radio, Man of the Hour. (music) Ushers are at the doors taking up collections. Now, we'll be more than happy to take the kind that jingles, but we will be happy, exceedingly happy, to take the kind that folds.